Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for my friends at the Amish Inquisition. Welcome, it's Amish Inquisition time yet again on Sunday the 16th of February. Yeah. Correct. Episode 119, I'm Amish Phil. I'm Amish Ben. Amish Matt is here. And tonight we've got a special guest in the studio, we've got Billy from Men Here. Hi. Welcome Billy, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thanks for coming and doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, men's mental health is something we often sort of touch on while we're doing this podcast. We do. Um, you're from Men Here, why don't you start, get the ball rolling, tell us a bit why, about... Uh, what men here is and what you do there well men here is uh all men um mostly it's a peer-led support group we're just all men with uh, different ailments such as um depression anxiety um sometimes people have just come from prison or um ex-drug addicts or they just come talk get a few things off the chest maybe sometimes people just they just need to talk to someone yeah, that's that's amazing. I I just give them the outlet. I'm that person that they come to see. Very good. Mm. Um, and when did you set it up? How long has it been going? It only started. It's only been going since April. But um, there's only there's 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 literally no there's literally no men's groups in Preston. Um, as men, we all know how hard it is just to talk. So yeah. to get people to come is is pretty. It's pretty difficult. I've um, when I first started the group, I, I had conversations with other people that do similar similar things, and they, they actually told me that maybe the reason that there is no other men's groups is because it's just really hard for men to talk at the moment. Yeah. What? Why do you think that is with men rather than women? Because we're all macho, aren't we? Um, do you think? Is that yeah, it? yeah. I blame our I blame our dads really. That they used to just say, you know, tough it out, you know, don't be soft, blah blah blah. But um, I believe that um, now it's 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 come to the front now, and people need to because people more people are taking their lives and stuff. And it's men are seventy five percent of suicides are men, and um, most of that's in Preston. So yeah, it's um, we're in it we're in like the highest hit area, and yet there's n- there's nothing for them at all. Is that across the northwest or? That's a bit probably will be northwest. The yeah. highest one is is Blackpool. Right. And we're we're second, but they reckon a lot of people go to Blackpool to to do that. So, mm. I mean, uh, one thing that strikes me is that uh, women are more likely to just sort of call on each other. Like, if I turned up at Amish Matt's house tomorrow night and just turned up on his doorstep and come for a brew, yeah, it, it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That'd be out of the ordinary. Yeah, I feel that. I, I seem to come out when I first started. There was nothing, and then, luckily, after about two or three weeks, men's mental health just went through the roof. I mean, we've—it's a shame that people have to take their lives for people to sit up and listen. But 
you had uh, Robin Williams and then you had uh, Gary Speed and then you start, all these people said they, they seemed like there was nothing wrong with them. Right. So then more men are coming out and saying, do you know what, I don't feel right, but I do feel that 9% of men do carry a lot a lot of stuff around them because say like you're in a family, you're meant to be this the, the guy to lean on, so the last person you're going to want to talk to is, is, is your wife because sometimes you'd feel less masculine if you will because yeah. you're letting your guard down when you're meant to be this the guy the guy to go to basically so it's just really hard for lads it, I'm, I suffer from mental health myself this is one of the reasons that I, I do it it helps me because it reiterates when I talk to people it reiterates what I the, the, the path that I should be going down and the way that I I should my thought process should be because a lot of mental health is a thought it's a thought process mm -hmm. and that's what um it could just be a, a thought at two o'clock in the morning that you can't get doesn't let you get back to sleep that's you know that that can be so I do this it helps me with my mental health but I do feel that a lot of guys do have mental health to to some extent really you think it's like a spectrum where yeah I think it would be. But I think at some point we, we we all are as bad as 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 a certain person. It's just how we we deal with it. You have people, more, you have some people that are more outgoing than others. You have other people that are, um, how would you put it? They sort things out in their head differently. Yeah. Do you know? Some people act irrationally. Some people think if I feel like this, 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 and sort sort things out in their head like that. Other people are more like I can't handle this. Do you know? So. I think some people are just different attitudes, different, they have different makeup, if you will, to cope with it. But mm. I do think that during your life, you will be as bad as, as, as the next person at some point. But as men, we're, we don't want to appear vulnerable in that. That's sense. exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. I mean, I have people that come to my group and they'll say to me, um, I come five times. And when I got to the door, I just turned around and went, oh. Do you know what I mean? And you think to yourself that if it, that's only open once a week and that guy's built himself up all that time yeah. to get there and then at the door he goes, I can't do it. And then goes, honestly, it's heartbreaking sometimes. Mm -hmm. It really is. Because as men, if you have another guy that I would just, who like offloads to you, you, you feel their pain, do you know? Because... Yeah. We're men, aren't we? It's, it's hard for a guy to go, listen, I'm, my head's cabbage, what do you want me to do? Do you know? And that's the thing, that's that's the difficulty that we have. If I feel that this stigma is getting broke now, male mental health is getting broke now, and I feel that people should just be able to say, look, my head's not right. Yeah. And that's that. And I know it's, gonna, it's an emotional roller coaster. It really is an emotional roller coaster. And it, I didn't realise the impact that just talking to someone has until I see someone come to, come to my group, leave an hour later, and it's like this massive thing's been lifted off the shoulders. It is ridiculous, the transformation. Mm. <laughs> Do you, does um, a lot of it come from um, isolation men can get after relationship breakups? Well, is that a big component? The thing is, I don't like to generalise, but no. a lot. Well, this is the thing. A lot of a lot of it is that. Do you know, and I don't, I don't like, if I have a guy that comes to me, say between the ages of 35 and 40, it's usually a, a relationship breakup. The fact that they're all happily married, getting on. And to a guy, a lot of time, 
guys are slowing down then. <laughs> guys are like going, this is me now, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm married, kids, I'm all right. Sometimes women get to 40 and go, I'm not quite, do you know, there must be more to life than if they've had kids and there must be more life. So then the, the relationship breaks down and then the guy's left then to do, do you know, basically, sometimes they don't, they're not in the family home anymore. No. So they're isolated and that's where drink comes from, drugs. Mm. Do you know, I get so many lads that in the forties and fifties that are just isolated. Yeah. So it breaks short when a guy goes, I'm just lonely. Do you know what I mean? A guy will just say to me, I'm just lonely. And presumably a lot of his, the people in his peer groups still have the family at units and everything set up and it's like... Well, they don't want to impose. That's yeah. the thing, Do you know it? what I mean? They don't want to impose and say, what are they going to do? Come round and sit at your house while you're having your tea and stuff. <laughs> do, but do again, it's going I mean? against that kind of cultural norm, isn't it? That yeah. you don't turn up as a man. You don't turn up at someone's house and just say, I've just come out for a chat. Yeah. You think, oh my God, he's got cancer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Must be bad, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's the thing that probably needs to change, doesn't it, really? It's a very strange, it is a strange thing, isn't it, that we, as men, we don't, we don't meet up. Because like, we've been friends, haven't we, since we're like five or whatever. Um, but before we started doing this podcast, we would very rarely, there's like a about 10 year period where we kind of just saw each other like once a month, if that, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, generally what happens when you get into your 30s and that, if you start having relationships and kids and that, your social life does, goes out the window, it? doesn't yeah. it? Well, you're not going out again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. Well, my it's wife for my own mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with guys. Look, the thing is with guys, it's like, unless we, unless football, do you mm. know, if you talk to a guy and you go, football, mm. No, I don't follow football. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm stuck yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you get what I mean? Because you have to, Com there has to be a starting ground, doesn't there? So like a common kind of reason. Yeah. And I suppose that's, if you have a group like that, people kind of know why you're going to be going to a support group. So it takes down that initial barrier, you would think maybe. Of course it does. The amount of people that, I, the amount of people that come and go, I'm probably not going to say anything. Yeah, because you don't have to. You can just sit. The only thing that we 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 have a, confident, a confidentiality. If you mm, sign yeah. that, because if yeah. that one's the case, no one would talk. Yeah. Of course, yeah, do you know what I mean? And whatever whatever is said in that room stays in that room. And do you know the amount of people that say, "I'm not going to talk this week," mm. but then when they've sat and listened to ten people talk, it, it changes because you kind of realise that you're all in the same boat. Do you know, like you said, when you go, you know you're there, what you're there for. Mm -hmm. You just need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the difference between people, guys coming in and leaving is it's ridiculous. I've had guys that have come once and that's all they've needed. Mm -hmm. They just needed to get it out. Just what's on the mind. Maybe, just have a chat with me. Because the thing is, I'm honest. I'm honest with them. Do you know, and they know straight away. And mm. I'm really honest with them. I'll tell them. I'll say, I can either be honest with you or beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, I want you to be honest. And sometimes if you're honest with someone, it's the first time anyone's been honest with them. Do you know? Right. Because they're scared of upsetting them. Christ. Do you know what I mean? Especially so when someone's... What kind of thing do you mean, like, being honest with... Do you mean telling them, like, home truths kind of thing? No, I wouldn't what, say home I truths. I mean, like, um, if someone's pining for somebody... Right, and okay. it's been three years. Right, yeah. They're not coming back, mate. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And sometimes that's hard for someone to to You're take. close to them, I suppose, as well yeah. to say. But it's the truth. Yeah. 
Do you know? And it's like, at some point, if this is what's dragging you down, some point you have to accept that this is what it is. Mm. Do you know? And sometimes it's just, they'll come once. Some of them have been there from the beginning. I can't get rid of them. But, <laughs> do you know, this is, I like it though. <laughs> and then we've got others that have been to the group and that couldn't even hold a conversation. Mm. And they've got full-time jobs now. That's good, isn't, you know, that, isn't it? Really good, there's yeah. a guy that come to ours, I won't mention any names, but he'll <laughs> know who he is. But there's a guy that come to ours and um, he couldn't even talk. Right. And now he does open mic in town and everything. That's, good. <laughs> wow. That's amazing, isn't That's it? Do you know, fantastic. it's a testimony in itself, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And he, do you know, the best thing with him was to um, show him how fantastic he was. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? He, he was, he's different. He's a little bit different to us. He's, he's on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So people took advantage of that. Right. But he, when he realised that people are probably always going to be like that because of he's on the spectrum sort of thing, he's, he's got past that and he's he's flying now, do you know? Because he is what he is and that's that. And he's embraced it embraced rather than it. Yeah. rather than let it be his crutch sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting the way he said it was about our fathers and about how to change that. How do we change that attitude mm. when we're dealing with men? We can't, can we? All we can do is not be like that. Mm -hmm. So our kids are not like that. That's yeah. the only thing we can do. Do you mm -hmm. know? Obviously, more people are, are starting to open up about it now. So hopefully, this generation is going to teach the next generation that it is all right. It's a matter know? of time, really, isn't it? And Of course it is. Education. I mean, even if you just talk to your dads now, they go, oh, forget it. Do you know? And it, I can, my dad wouldn't, but you can imagine that, you know, that most dads would just go, because it's think a completely would, different yeah. generation, isn't mm, it? Definitely. I suppose my, my mum and dad are, are old, uh, like both, well, my dad was born in the late 30s, oh. and my mum was born in the early 40s, so um, they definitely have a different kind of attitude to mental health issues than probably I do, yeah. um, and they dealt with it differently. And not necessarily in a in a healthy way, to be honest oh, with you. I mean, they'd be dealing with like shell shock from people coming back from wars and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah. there's other things as well. You know, have come back to haunt, I suppose, people from the past the, yeah. because it's all kind of get locked away. Because I work, I, I think I said when I, I, yeah, yeah, you, I worked yeah. in mental health, and I come across a lot of older people have a tendency to um, get through life, manage really well. You know, for seventy years of their life, and then at age seventy, <laughs> when the kids have grown up. Grand, not looking after grandchildren, retired, it kind of all hits them. Well, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing to focus on. Yeah. That's the point. If you have nothing to focus on, mm -hmm. something it does. The negative I things. PTSD is a huge thing. Mm. And it, was, it was only when I started doing this that I realised that PTSD isn't just army related. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Because that's mm. the only time you hear of it. What, what, what else causes PTSD? Trauma in your childhood. Even if, oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's anything, anything can cause, if you have a major trauma in your life, that can cause PTSD because it just gives you flashbacks of, do you know, sometimes people have PTSD and they don't even know the reason why they've got it. Mm. It depends on sensitivities as well, I guess, because what, what we might think is a minor thing could cause PTSD to someone who is exceptionally sensitive to. to I love you. I love you've said that because this is, this is one thing I say at my group that what may sound minute to you mm. It's huge to someone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've seen people absolutely distraught over the minutest little thing what I anyone else would. And then I've seen other people that have lost relatives close to them and not act 
Mm-hmm. All we need is, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's it's like you said, it's it's more in your makeup about mm. how sensitive you are or mm. how, how how you deal with it. It's always a thought process. How you mm. deal with that thought process is, is major, it really is. What could cause such like a very difference in response to? Proneness, isn't it? It's what it's, you're prone to. So in the same way that one of my sons seems to be prone to chest infections, the other one isn't. So you think it's purely biological or is there I think a bit of rearing? It's both. I think it's both. Nature and nurture. Yeah. 100% it is. Yeah. It's, it is both. It's um, A lot of it can be environment. Um, but I think some people are just genuinely are born more sensitive yeah. than others, do you know? Or I've, my children, mm. I've, I've got some lads that are tough and I've got other lads that yeah. are the complete opposite, you know? And it's not... <laughs> yeah. They've been brought up similar. They just mm. is there a way to combat that later in life to build um, what's not the word re- like resilience to that? I, do you think? All's I all's I do with my group is is teach lads that there's just different things you can try. There's always different. But the other thing is that everybody's different. Mm. Do you know if someone turns around to me and says, "How would you do that?" I'd actually have to have the guy sat in front of me and just have a bit of a chat first before I'd see what were better for them because. Yeah. Certain ways will work for one person, and certain ways would work for another. Yeah, I would. I would say that perhaps it's not about combating it and trying to get on the level. It's more about understanding that where your limits are, and and yeah. what, and kind of accepting that, and and finding the new normal. Like, yeah. like the Chebby said on the on the spectrum, he's now doing open mic nights. He now understands that his normal is different to other normals, yeah. but. He can still carry on and... Well, he, he takes his guitar everywhere with him now. And he kind of like, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know, if he come for a brew here now, he'd have his guitar with him. Mm-hmm. And that's his thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's how, he, how he handles things. It's more like a recalibration then, than a... Mm. Than a fighting against it, I guess. Yeah. So, do you know, that. with mental health, though, just tiny little tweaks can make so, so much difference. Do you know, it's like, say if you're a person that you wake up in the morning and um, mental mental health, it's worse. Do you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're in bed and you think, I can't be bothered with this. You ha- if you change just certain things, a certain part of your routine, that can trick your mind into having a different thought process because you feeling rubbish in the morning might just be your routine. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's like anything. breaking a cycle. That's mm. exactly what it is. Have mm. a different... Have a different. Say if you wake up every morning and feel rubbish after your alarm's gone off, change the tune of your alarm. <laughs> really? That's amazing. Honestly, that can works. have a. Right. It's like say if you've been say if you've been in a relationship and the relationship's broke down. I'm not being. I don't know if anyone's. <laughs> but when the phone <laughs> rings, sometimes you feel like because you think it's them. Mm-hmm. So, what you do is change change your ringtone. Mm. You never you're never going to think like that again. Because your ringtone's changed. That thought's never going to enter your head because mm-hmm. you're not going to associate it with the new ringtone. Mm-hmm. It's just these psychological tweaks. cues that mm-hmm. you're changing. It is. It's yeah, like but it p- works. particular yeah. songs and things, I guess. I, I always remember like, like in the early days. Oh, the one from Armageddon always them. makes you cry. <laughs> <doesn't laughs> yeah, it? that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steven but, Tyler <laughs> hits that high note. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to particular songs for, for like a long time, and then by the time you listen to it again, you think, "Oh yeah, that was a, that was a good song." And, and like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Talking about at the driving, raging at the driving, smashing yeah. his room up. A bit of math core. <laughs> 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 oh my god! 
So how many groups have you got set up now for we men here? Right, I have um, I have actually three different groups. Right. I have um, on a Monday we do kind of like a an eight week program, mm-hmm. which is in the it's in the process of getting revamped. The program is going to be like a, a pre prescription program. I don't know if you know that at the minute the health service, Lancashire Wellbeing was the biggest service, but the the money got cut, so. They ended up having these link workers. What they do now, they do um, a social prescription. So instead of going to the doctor and giving you antidepressants, mm. it gives you someone like me that you can go and talk to rather than cost the health service millions of pounds in antidepressants. So we're going along them lines, but we're doing the pre-prescription program, which we want to get to people before they go to... Because 75% of people that take their own life have never seen a doctor. Right. So we're trying to get to to them before prevention rather than mm-hmm. cure. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. So early interventions, the best. Well, this form. is well. It will. That's the point. But to break in that will be hard. But I do feel that would be the best way to go. Seventy-five percent men don't mm. even go to a doctor. It's it's hard to get men to go to the doctor for anything, though, it is, isn't yeah. it? Well, this is it? Going back to this childhood thing of you'll be right, son, and stiff right, up a yeah. lip and all the rest yeah. of it. That's it's so, part of the same problem, mm. isn't it? So you you've got another hand. <laughs> do, you <know? laughs> do you know that's the thing? Mm-hmm. But um, we do that. On, that's on a Monday. We're revamping it at the moment. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday is the peer led support group where guys come from any any background at all. It's absolutely fantastic Wednesday. You never know what you're going to get. I love it. Absolutely love it. But the sole purpose is just to sit in a room and talk. Mm-hmm. See, what some guys will come and we'll have a breakfast first and then we'll go and then... It meant to start about half 12, but about one o'clock we proper kick off. And um, we saw... No we fighting. Just, no, 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 some of them are bigger than me. <laughs> but um, that's all it is. It's just men in a room talking. And if you, the amount of people that say, what's it like? I'll say, just come. Mm-hmm. Until you actually come and you see the difference it makes or the change in people. Honestly, it's, it's, it is really good. And then we do that for like an hour. And then afterwards, we just go back to talking about football and, mm-hmm. you know, for half an hour afterwards and have a brew and a chat. Yeah. And then on Thursdays, we have, um, I do one-to-ones on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So say if some of the guys, I'd say on a Monday and a Wednesday, say, look, I'm having a bit of a, dad, a bad do sort of thing. On a, on a Thursday, we'll, I do solely one-to-ones. So right. that, that's a different outlet for him as well. And all these in Preston as well? Yeah, yeah. We're going to branch out though because the guy that did my website <laughs> did Men Here Lancashire. Thanks for that. So mm. we're going to branch out. Right, okay. So we're going to do, we're looking to do one in Leyland, mm-hmm. one in Blackburn, Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's one in Accrington as well. Right, great. Yeah. Why are you targeting those places? Is it like a plan, or is it just that's how it's just just kind of evolved oh, that way? They've already asked me on um, Leyland. There's already one set up for me over there. Um, so people are starting to actively contact you now yeah, to do well, stuff. I know someone that do. Um, they've already got a charity over there, but they right. don't have any outlet for males. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go over there and do. Mm-hmm. Do some work over there, and then Blackburn, Blackburn and Accrington are uh, places where I can acquire, I, I can acquire free board. So, <laughs> okay. So that's because I'm, I'm a non-profit, you see. So it's kind of yeah. like 
it's, it's hard work. Yeah, That's something is. I was going to ask you. Could you just get a bit nearer to the, just a touch? Um, I was going to ask you about funding and, you know, do you get any help from local government? Uh, not what's really your process well the thing that's the hardest thing about it you know i started this up with my student finance to be honest <laughs> yeah and um funding is just it's without funding we couldn't we couldn't do anything but getting funding is it's ridiculous honestly no one gives anything for free at all mm-hmm. so you just get a few hundred pound here a few hundred pound there i mean the lottery have helped me mm-hmm. but not a lot so it's kind of like I'd say ninety percent of the jobs trying to get funding to bet, yeah. to do the rest, you know, to help people. So are you a student as well? Um, yeah, I'm currently doing. I've already got a degree in uh, social. Um, it is community social. Right, care. Okay. They changed the name about four times while I was on the course. So you don't know what degree you've got yet. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me one, saying it was it was one, and then sent me another, saying it was another. Right. So I've got two degrees. Oh, got two. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I'm doing a PGCE as well. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, Do you want to go and teach or? I've already been teaching. Right, I, okay. I taught at, um, at Forward Academy. Right, I taught okay. there for a bit, but uh, behavioural kids. Right, okay. So just before kids get expelled, yeah. mm-hmm. I, have a, I, I had a class full of... Great. <laughs> that was an easy job then, was it? I loved it, honestly. <laughs> no, seriously, it was yeah. one of the best jobs in the most... Honestly, it was it was very rewarding, you know, so mm-hmm. I loved it. So you were like the last line of... Defence before they would get kicked out of school. This is it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it, honestly. There was like, they just needed someone to talk to, you know. Mm-hmm. I used to say to people that um, some of these kids, they've probably been through more in the morning than we'll, we'll, we'll go for in a week. Mm, yeah. And you, they wonder why they come to school all stressed out. And mm-hmm. you think, you know. So, yeah, I, I it was fantastic. But the thing is, I was because it was like a supply... You mm. don't get the pro rata, do you? Without the oh, without right. the PGC, y- yeah. you don't get the you don't get the money, do you? So. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So is that what you're hoping to get back to doing as well? Well, I took a year out. Right, okay. While do I'm this. doing this, yeah. Right, okay. Because um, I was I was waiting for some funding, so I actually got a full time job set up in September to work in a school in in Southport. Mm-hmm. But. At the, like at the 11th hour I got some money from the lottery so to do this so to this the men is, here thing yeah so this has come right, through okay. yeah, so they've let me take a year out to, to do this okay that's good of them mm. so how do people help then in I, I do have volunteers right uh, oh, from I suppose what do you need is the kind of thing <laughs> more money 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 <laughs> <laughs> So people can donate, can they, through the website? Yeah, or through the website. Yeah, we that, we've just got a donate button on, right, okay. on the website. Yeah, but I do have. I did a talk at uni the other day mm-hmm. um, for for volunteers. Right. Because for me, there's only me. Mm-hmm. And there's just me. That's quite a big job to be doing by yourself. It is. Yeah. So I've got a volunteer now from uni. He's, he's a first year right um, counselling student, mm-hmm. which is is good. But yeah. we have. Um, we have different approaches. Right, okay. <laughs> his, his methodology methodology is different to mine, but we both strive for the same, Yeah. if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm more like hands-on sort of thing, mm-hmm. but he's more like, well, do you understand what I mean? He's very studenty, right. <laughs> if you get what I mean. Well, I think the thing is, is if he's if he's learning a way of counselling people, there's a, there's a certain way to go about that, isn't there? Like yeah. In terms of like, psychodynamic counselling or whatever he's choosing to yeah. use and there's a structure isn't there 
Well, it does, it does work, though, because mm. you have two completely different angles of things, you know. So, but see, you're not just listen, they're not just listening to my voice all the time, are they, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's an opportunity to collaborate as well, isn't it? You know, and there's, you, you know, there's always opportunities to learn different ways of doing things, isn't there? And Yeah. Uh, you'll help, I'm sure you help each other out. I'm yeah, sure he's, he's learning a lot from you as well. Oh, yeah, it'll be really beneficial to him as a, as a first-year student. Yeah, he, he loves it, and he's... Gone mad with it. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's close. Yeah. And then, so you said you started last April, is that right? Yeah. 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 And then, so have you noticed any kind of? I suppose it's been in a, in a lot in the press over the last weekend, doesn't it? With um, is it Caroline Flack? Yeah. And they took her own life, unfortunately. But then, um, like you mentioned, those other sort of high-profile people. Um, can you think? Is there anything that you sort of pinpoint as to why? Um, it has got so to the point where there's so many people wanting to come to your groups or why there's been such a big uptake or interest in it I just think that it's come to a head mm. something has to change and you know we have to what I tell people in my group is I can't, they've got to want to help themselves and sometimes mm. you, you just got to think to yourself I have to do something about it I can either be like this forever mm-hmm. or I can actually go and try what harm is there in trying something different mm-hmm. rather than taking drugs, mm. drink, or prescription? Mm. What what harm is there in having just going to a group and train? Mm-hmm. I do have people come in as well, like that I know that have had um, problems in the past, and they've come and have a talk about how they they've got through it, sort of thing. The thing is, we're probably all always going to have mental health. It's yeah. just how we deal with it is different. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you can feel like one day you can feel absolutely fantastic and one day you can feel absolutely crap and you have no idea why. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst feeling in the world that mm. you feel crap and you don't know why. And then you feel crap because you've no idea why you feel mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the vicious cycle. Yeah. Spiraling down. So what do you do? Do you know what I mean? There is this, is this is the problem. What do you do with that? How do you combat that? And mm. I'll be honest with you. 90% of the guys that I deal with will just go back to bed. That's the thing, isn't it, about what you do? A lot of kind of work behind in terms of changing your behaviour and what you choose not to do. Yeah. The thing is, it's like I said, the going back to bed thing, mm. as a guy, it's, it's a massive thing because if you go back, you, you, you're depressed so you go to bed, but then you wake up, you feel depressed. Mm-hmm. So that's another vicious cycle. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you're depressed, so you sleep. You sleep because you're depressed, and you're depressed because mm. you sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do, do you know? Vicious circle. Mm. It's, it's the, honestly, it's, it's... But the thing about that as well, simply about staying in bed, is I'm sure they did some research. Um, it was actually on Big Brother, believe it or not, about people not doing very much. Yeah. It actually makes you feel more tired. And the less you do, the more and more you sleep. Oh, yeah, have you ever had a week off work? It's well, like yeah, the Christmas holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you sit around on your ass eating yeah. bloody mince pies for a week. And I feel guilty. You, you feel tired. <laughs> yeah, you do because you want to be doing. Yeah, you, you do get more. You do feel more tired. Mm. And yeah. is it lazy? I don't know if that's the right word. I'd, well, you, you lack motivation, don't you? Right. Yeah. We need something to bunch at, don't we? To well, to aim at, <laughs> not to bunch at. We need a reason to get up in the morning, don't we? That's the point. Yeah. That is the point, and hopefully that's what my group does. It gives yeah. someone it gives someone a reason. The thing is, it's because it's only 
I can have a guy come to my group on a Wednesday and because we're another Wednesday so far, mm -hmm. so much can happen in, in yeah. that time. Or I can say, I can bump into someone on a Friday and they'll go, oh, I'll come to your group on a Wednesday. Mm. But there's so much that happens between Friday and the Wednesday yeah. that you don't. Do you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and like I said before, he, he'd come to my group five times and he got to the door and mm -hmm. turned, gone home again. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Once they get that foot over the door, yeah, I've got them. Do you know? But it's I imagine it's quite intimidating. It's not the right word, but knowing you're going to walk into somewhere intimidating where, is, where you don't know anyone. Intimidating is it is probably a, the the right word, right? Because as guys, we never know what's like. I like I said when I first come here that you never know what mm -hmm. what you're going to get. Do you know? Don't know what you're going to get when you leave either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was having a spare selection box. <laughs> There's a bounty over here that's been here since before Christmas. Out for now. But yeah, it's like, you don't want to put yourself in a position, in that position if you don't have to. And that's the point. It's like you can either, mm. it's either you can go and help yourself or a lot of people go, right, I'm going to go. And then they'll get to the door and say the the door's shut mm -hmm. or I'm, I must not meant to be going to there then and yeah. that's how quick it is yeah and then they'll go on so they're looking for an excuse not to go do you think 100% it's easier to stay in the same routine than it is to change it right it's easier to do something that you recognise and We're creatures of habit aren't we yeah and your brain neurologically craves the same thing basically it wants consistency so if you know something's safe you're going to do that over and over again rather than choose to go into something new potentially all the unknowns that that has a, attached to it. Yeah, it's quite a makes sense. It's a biological driven thing as well. Like sleep. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. sleep. Sleep's the worst. Sleep is the the worst thing that I fight against with people. Mm. Don't go back to bed. Right. Go yeah. And do something. Mm -hmm. Get out your house and do something. Tidy your room. <laughs> Jordan well, Peterson yeah, the would Jordan say. Jordan Peterson thing. Yeah. You could, but mm. you're still confined in your house then, aren't you? And it's yeah. just too easy just to sit down again and go, can't be bothered. Well, there's a lot of research now, isn't there, that's pointing towards spending time in green spaces, like yeah. in the woods or going to a park and half an hour, and it has um, like a, a really positive impact just on your mood. Just go for a walk, honestly. Even if it's just one of the guys that come to my group, he used to just say, he used to every single day, he'd have something, even mm -hmm. if it were just going to the shop. Yeah. Because it was a sense of achievement that he's, mm. he's actually got out of the house, mm -hmm. do you know? Just to get out of the house for some people, it's just crazy for him. This a guy texted me the other day, and he's like, he texted me at six o'clock in the morning. I'm not coming today. Mm -hmm. Which told me that he'd been up all night fighting with himself, mm -hmm. whether he should come or not. And the group wasn't even till one o'clock. Yeah, do you know? But he come in the end. Of, mm -hmm. I had a bit of a pet talk. With him. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if there was, say, if, just for example, there was someone listening now who it was like that guy who's been five times. Yeah turned away at the last minute what would you say if you could speak to him right now what would your message be to make him take that next step i'd say you've got to give it a chance you've got to help yourself i can't come i can't find you i can't put my arm around you i can't drag you but the minute that you get in you'll be it's the change would be immense just the fact that you're going to have the your own self achievement that you've actually done that that you've actually mm -hmm. come and you'll feel better in yourself and to be honest what the guys say this isolation thing that we go through, what the guys say, the, the reason they love it is that it, <coughs> it gives them a sense of being part of something. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know? So if you if you're isolated and you've no one to talk to, at least you know once a week there's some guys that you're gonna, do you know, you're gonna talk to, and a lot of people. It's like, I won't say it's like a team because that sounds weird, but <laughs> you're a group of guys then. Mm. Do you know? And I love the little um, it's a social circle, isn't it? Well, this yeah. is it. But I love the little groups that right okay. that pair up, mm-hmm. and you don't see that. In in another world, this guy would not be talking to this guy, <laughs> but they are. And it, mm. do you get what I mean? Yeah. See, so you have, a, you have a, a mad rocker. Yeah. Talking to the other guy, I told you with the guitar, and mm-hmm. you're looking at him thinking these two guys would never ever be together. Mm-hmm. And yet, do you know there they are just. Yeah. So, if you're isolated, say the guy is isolated, it gives you a fresh outlook on on stuff, but it also gives you a lot of guys call it a safety net. Mm. They call it a safety net. It's their safety net. The fact that they have somewhere to go, they have someone to talk to, they have somewhere to offload. Mm. Do you know? And another thing is, I've never. Some guys will come and they'll say, "If I'm having a bad day on Monday, it's fine because I can go to group on Wednesday." And you don't realize how much of an impact that must be. Mm-hmm. If they're having a, a bad day on Friday, they wait until Wednesday to. <laughs> Do you know, because it's all right, because I can talk to guys about it. Mm. I, I can have a discussion with the guys about it on Wednesday. All this I did not know until I started a group that how important things like this are. Yeah, I heard a guy that come in once and he was, I really liked him, he was proper cocky, but I, I really liked the guy. Do you know, he was mm. one of them that, he was cocky, but I liked him, you know. And then he turned, he brought me heart. He turned around and he went, you're the first person I've talked to in two weeks. Mm. And you think, how can... And this is the thing, what you what you see on the outside is mm. not what's going on on the inside. And that's the thing. This is what we don't see, i.e. when celebrities mm-hmm. take their own lives and stuff. We don't know this, do we? No. You see the outside, you see men, this. Men put up an edifice. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got one on now. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, don't we? I thought it was just the way you were sat. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, don't we? It's, guys are like that, aren't they? I think all people are. I don't think it's just men, but I think probably to a larger extent, men don't talk about the way they feel. Obviously, definitely. I think women obviously talk more about their feelings and stuff like that, like we talk. But um, I think to well, I think everybody. You never know what's going on in someone's head when you walk past them, or the reason why they've been horrible to you in a shop or whatever, and bumps into you. Mm -hmm. You don't. You just deal with that immediate kind of emotion, don't you? Rather than thinking, hang on a minute, what? What's happened to him or her? And why is he yeah. sort of shouting at me? You know, for no reason. There might I, be do, I do feel that that since I've done this group, I've my outlook on everything's changed quite a bit. Just the fact that, like you said, you don't, you've no idea what people are going through. You have mm. no idea. If someone's stressing at you. There's got to be a reason. Do you know? Mm. Unless they're just assholes. They're <laughs> <laughs> few and far between. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I think in in real life. True arseholes are probably... <laughs> I've only met a couple. Yeah, right? yeah, probably a rarity. <laughs> but even then, you never know, do you? It's amazing that you get three in one room. <laughs> <laughs> do you think um, we're obviously very social animals, humans? I wonder if, you know, because society's become more technologically integrated and we spend less time on face-to-face social interactions... Yeah. Like we've said, said it often on here, you know, how often, can, when was the last time you sat down in a room with someone and had a one-to-one conversation for two hours with no TVs, no yeah. smartphones, 
and, yeah. and that's sort of a, a dying that. thing, isn't it? I get that. Of course, I was only on about it the other day that I'm one of them people, I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> and now society deems me as a bit special. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get what I mean? I do not care me. I will talk to anyone. But people think you are a bit... Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you got on a bus now, how many people would talk, talk to you? Yeah. Wouldn't? Do you know That's I mean? a big change, though, isn't it? I still, I still make a point of when I go take my son to nursery or whatever, and I'm out walking down the local street or across the park, and I see someone make eye contact and say hello. Yeah. But a lot of people don't yeah. ever say that, do they? They don't because, like I said, they think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> if you just, but yeah. I do actually talk to anyone. Do you know? Which is crazy when you think about it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute you know, madness. I'm going to see what it's like down south. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, isn't wow. it? I was going to mention that the difference between that north-south divide and it is, is that a real thing it is yeah, a it real is. thing <laughs> that that people you know like people stop and talk to you about random stuff i've in not the been shop. to london since i was like a kid so we never lived there i've never yeah. lived there it's but i know cars, people man. have lived there and they've definitely said it's different people would just not say hello they're less friendly no eye contact you know because <laughs> oh, it's quite no, common it's... isn't it I, I do you get that where you mm. live where you, people just say all right you never seen them before you never see them again they just say hello yeah. or whatever i demand it yeah <laughs> <laughs> thing is you can go to a restaurant and you'll see a couple on the next table and all night they're all yeah, just like this they're just staring at the devices they never talk to each other mm. see this is it i don't know i come from a generation where that that didn't happen so yeah, exactly. being polite yeah. like, i can't wait for um it's like my kids <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like on yeah. i say why don't you get out fresh air and then i had to realize that that is the community yeah they're that's the thing isn't it to, yeah there's 10 of them all talking at the mm-hmm. same time and that's yeah. that's the reality sort of yeah. thing. Mm. Still can't get my head around it, but no. I understand. I do think the other thing as well is that if you you will say things differently on a phone or like a text version on online that you wouldn't say face-to-face to somebody as well. That's the other thing. It changes yeah. the nature of the conversation. I get that, I think, but the thing is with online... You're talking to people everywhere, aren't you? That's the other thing. different countries, Mm -hmm. do you know? And it's like, my son, his his friends are in Switzerland and places like that, and and Sweden, and do you know? The only thing I've noticed is how ignorant we are. They talk English. (laughs) (laughs) I know, yeah. But we are quite quite ignorant, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, famously bad at learning languages, aren't we, definitely? Yeah, just speak louder. (laughs) And And two beers, please. (laughs) Yeah. Por favor. Yeah, I think the technology definitely has an impact. It's like you're saying about your kids having how the social group has moved online. But I don't think you can replace that face-to-face verbal communication. You get different cues. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to, do you? That's the point. It's like like you can shy away from... um, a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Some, you could, I just hope that in generations come that we 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 breed we don't breed a, a lot of people that just can't can't. Well, that's you know. the thing, isn't it? I think the other thing about sort of online sort of conversations and group chats and stuff is that if you can get by by doing that, it's like another kind of avoidance. Yeah. And again, it's that kind of avoiding dealing with things that might make you feel anxious. Yeah. And then you know, in reality, you probably are going to have to learn to cope in those kinds of situations and staying within what you normally do is going to have a, a sort of a lasting impact that's not good. I do feel though, if you're not hands-on with something, you, you, you're less likely to go through with it. Mm. Do, do you get what I mean? Uh, how do you mean? Right, for instance, <laughs> um, you, what's the, Open University. Yeah. Most people, if you're just not, people, if you're not, you don't have anyone pushing you. 
You right. don't have anyone saying, do you know what I mean? It's completely different to going to lectures where yeah. you're more likely to go mm -hmm. rather than sit at home and do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? That If you don't have the, the person to push you, push yeah. you, you're less likely to go through it. It's a lot easier because you're not letting anybody down. Mm. Well, you're letting yourself Soft. down. But <laughs> do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to score. I'm not going to do that today. Do that tomorrow, yeah. So right. I, I, do you understand what I mean now? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think your your groups build some sort of accountability in then? Yeah, they do. Um, I won't say accountability. I don't. I don't feel. Well, I do sometimes feel like responsible for some people. I do. I do feel like that with some people. That. Um, but I can't. I do find that I can't. I, when I first started, I wanted to help everyone, but some people you just can't. Mm. You know, some people are always going to be that person that you just can't. It's like when I used to teach, I used to feel that I could turn everyone around, but there's always that one that that you can't. Mm. And um, I try to be the best I can. I mean, sometimes people will just text me, can I have a chat? But what I'll say, I won't say, yeah, I'll ring now because there's no point in trying to ring someone if you got if your kids are screaming and stuff. And I'm not really giving, they've not really got my attention. Mm -hmm. So the guys from the group will say, um, I'll say I'll ring you in an hour. And then they'll know that I've got, at least an hour just to have a chat with that person. Do you mm -hmm. know, it's just... Does that accountability not um, build between the guys in the group, though, in that they feel they need to turn up because the other guys are expecting them to turn up? Some, that's the thing with mental health. With mental health, you could be wanting to go. See, what you're saying is right, and it can work against you as well. Right. Because then if they miss one week... The week after, they're like, I feel bad now. I've got to face up Pressure. to that. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's anxiety. Do you know? And you can see some people when they come in, their anxiety is through the roof. Do you know? And you try not to even acknowledge that you know. Do you know? Because they're sweating. And <laughs> you know? So you just leave them be for a little bit, make them a brew, and then eventually they come round. Yeah. Some guys will come in and make an excuse the minute they get there. They've got to go in half an hour. Mm -hmm. I've got to do it. You know they don't, mm -hmm. but they've just give themselves a get out. Yeah, and it's that's... a safety behaviour, isn't it? Keeping themselves, giving yeah. a reason to leave, and then you can't get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it door behind them. Get out. Yeah, but right. yeah, it is. It, it's a vicious circle. The thing is, with mental health, we could have on a on a Wednesday, we've had we can have ten, fifteen, mm -hmm. or four. Yeah, right. because mental health, they're just not going to go that day. Mm. Just not going to be able to make it because they've been fighting with their own thoughts for the past two hours and they've just decided that it's better just to go back to bed. Mm. That's the thing. I suppose that's the other question I was going to ask is in terms of um, motivating people to go, do you expect um, people to um, sort of make the effort themselves to go rather than you kind of scooping them up, prodding them, poking them? You need so, to come, you need to come. Da, da, da. Or is it, do you leave it for people to make that decision? To some, Sometimes I'll give them a bit of a text. Right, I'll yeah. text them and go groups on today. Mm -hmm. Some I won't because some people, some that'll do exactly what, what you said. Sometimes it'll give them anxiety yeah, the other the pressure. way. pressure. Do you know? But the group, the group talks for itself, really. It's kind of like when you've been once, you know what it's about. And mm -hmm. if you need that that week, you'll be there, right, basically. Okay. So... And I suppose you have to treat different guys differently. Once you've got to know them, you'll know what works for different guys, won't you? If you yeah. pressure someone too hard, you know, 
how far you can go with different guys. We actually had this conversation in the group the other day, the fact that um, you've got to treat every single one of them different, not just... Mm. Not just yeah. Like there's no textbook response. There isn't. There isn't. It's kind of like some guys just want an arm around them and say, "Look, you know, if you need me, I'm here. I'm, if if um, you need anything, blah 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 blah, just to let them offload, sort of thing." And some guys, they'll need a one to one. The fact that life's just got too much for him, basically. And, but there's always a different response for everybody. And like I said, it's like you said. What, what would you do if a guy said no? Until they're actually in front of you and you've had you've, you've had ten fifteen minutes with them, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Do you? you uh, sorry, sorry. I was, gonna, I was gonna ask. Do you? Uh, do you guys do any uh, like other activities in addition to the the kind of? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, we do. We do um, gardening. Okay. Mm-hmm. My sister, she actually runs the gardening side of it, which everyone loves. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, okay. I didn't think they would, but they actually. Mm-hmm. Gardening, yeah, yeah, they, they absolutely love the gardening. It can but, be very therapeutic, can't it? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess that's yeah, for 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 mental health, physical health. Well, it's the physical, it's physical activity, isn't it? And then being out outside in the green spaces, they just love it, do you know. And um, she actually gives them um, personalized stuff. Do you know? We was we was doing a pond, doing a pond up, and mm-hmm. we was going to give them all a little part of the pond. Mm-hmm. So they could do it up themselves. I mean, one guy said he was going to do a bench in remembrance for his dad, and another mm-hmm. guy likes all karate kid and that, and he was going to do bonsais and stuff. And, <laughs> right. You know, just different. Yeah. But it's their own. Mm-hmm. And now um, the council have just given us our own gardens on oh. on Ribbleton Park. Right. Okay. So there's loads of be- like bedding squares, so they're going to have mm-hmm. their own to do whatever they want with. Basically, mm-hmm. right. It just gives me. F- just gives people that. It's ownership, pride. isn't it, it's as well? Yeah, self worth. That's mm-hmm. what. That's what we, we we plan, and we do. We have our days out as well, right? <laughs> which is it's brilliant. <laughs> you have um, people that can't swim in kayaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know whether they wanted to, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they turned out. That's the <laughs> you, you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. We've just organised another in um, in a couple of weeks. We're doing kayaking, abseiling, oh, great, <laughs> and um, archery. So, right, where's that at? It's someplace in uh, Saint Helens, right? But because obviously, we, we, like I said, non-profit, we can only do it so often. I can get the loan mm, of a minibus of course, yeah. and stuff like that. And but yeah, it's brilliant. I know a guy that they do like adventure days and that, so mm-hmm. we get we get a, a decent price because because mm-hmm. I know the guy really. But mm-hmm. cool. can't wait, me. <laughs> Heated pool. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> we actually did it in um, November. Lovely. And it was <laughs> cold. That's not the word. Brass monkeys. Oh, yeah. it was horrible. But it was funny. So yeah. I think it gives you something to talk about as well. It takes the attention away as well, doesn't it? From that anxiety, if it's somewhere else to focus upon, yeah. rather than the way you feel. Well, one of the guys, a couple of guys, they they, they stayed on the on the, on the on the shore, and like they were saying that the one thing that they noticed is that everyone was just laughing. Mm. They said, "Where's that even was? We could hear is everybody laughing, mm-hmm. and they're going like, not at one person, but was laughing together." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "That's some of these guys are probably first time they've laughed in weeks. Yeah. Do mm. you know?" And that's it. And we were laughing at absolutely nothing. Mm. Just 
the fact that it was freezing cold in the middle of November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a success, you know, and they've all just said, when's the next one, when's the next one? Mm. But went, we're going to go in March, it might be a bit warmer then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, plus it gives, gives you some, something to look forward to as well. Definitely. And yeah. on, a, on a more of a medium term thing, so you've got like mm. your meetings every week, but then you, if you know you've got an outing every couple of months or whatever, it's another thing to look forward to in the medium term, It's important it? to have, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they, they do look forward to stuff. They do. They ask me all the time, when's the next one? Next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? You know, but mm. like I said, because it's non-profit, we, we can only do, yeah. we can only do so much, you know. Mm-hmm. But hopefully in time, if we get a bit bigger, that we'll be, people will be throwing them to us, won't they? Saying bring them away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need the money though, that's the thing, don't you? We do, we do. It's like, um, it's like anything, things can't be run for free, mm-hmm. but no one's giving NHS a, cutting everything so mm-hmm. you know we're we're on the the front line and yet we get nothing if you, if you get we're actually the the, the ones doing mm-hmm. and yet we get absolutely nothing for doing it mm. so and it only makes sense because if, if you let the problem build it's going to be more expensive to sort out when someone's further down that track yeah than than if you can get in early isn't it this is what we try to we we try to to say this, that if prevention is better than a cure, the cure costs millions. Yeah. Do you know, mm. the prevention costs nothing. The impact on the economy, not just for for uh, funding the, the cure, the cure, the treatment for, uh, you know, through uh, medicines, etc. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but the fact that the amount of, like, lost days in work and stuff from people who are, who are having down days and stuff, who, who would not have that, issue yeah. if they were coming to see guys like you well we've been approached off a few a few companies anyway you know larger companies that want us to to um the pro do the program at the on their work sort of thing occupational mm. health yeah it is, yeah but um just pinning them down like i said people don't like pain that's the like thing pain. they want you to come in i think a lot of because there's so much publicity about mental health issues at the moment companies want to be seen to be we can put this on our website. Oh, we had men here in, didn't we? Yeah. But, you know, we can get them in for free and they'll do it without us having to pay. Even though the, the, every company has money for yeah. health and social, do you mm-hmm. know, and that, that's the thing. Right, these big companies, they have money allocated to this. Well, they'd have to, wouldn't they? Because if you've got thousands of people working for you, you've got to be be seen to... Mm-hmm. Mental health's huge now, isn't right. it? So I was talking to some companies, they've got like 20 people off at a time with depression. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's a fortune. So imagine how much they're losing, do you know? If it, mm. Yeah. It's having to pay. It, yeah. Mm. It's like I try tapping into the prisons as well. Mm. You know, because some people when they leave prison, they have absolutely nothing to come out to. I've mm-hmm. got a couple at mine that absolutely nothing to come out to. Mm-hmm. But they just don't want to pay, do you know? No money. Well, I think the prison service is well publicised, isn't it? Being sort of like slashed. Hit hard. Yeah, really down to the bare minimum. Yeah, and, and social care, prisons and social care. Social care, yeah. I don't reckon counsel. that's why the NHS is under so much more stress because social yeah. care and, and everything else. You that's know, the they don't want to cut the sacred cow. <laughs> so they're cutting yeah. everything around everything it else, and yeah. forcing all the problems onto A&E and all the rest of it. Mm. Well, this is the thing. The way it's situated now, actually, actually in Preston, is all mental, mental, mental health goes to Minds Matters or places like that. There's a nine-month waiting list now mm-hmm. at Minds Matters. What they do, they give you an, they give you an initial one hour consultation, mm-hmm. and then say we'll be in touch with you in six months to arrange 
It's true. That's what happens. So <laughs> it's the hidden waiting list, isn't it? Yeah. So then what happens is a lot of people were going to um Lancashire Wellbeing. Mm. Lancashire Wellbeing shut now. They cut funding with Lancashire Wellbeing. Right. Is that another charity or a, that's a, basically that's um it's like minds it's like mind matters, but it's more on a community scale. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like a community officer, worker sort of person who'll come and sit and chat with you. But they're not they're not counsellors. They're more like I me. Mean, they're like facilitators, if you will. Mm. But then they've cut that. So then they have absolutely nowhere to go now mm-hmm. at all. So what um, the NHS brought in, they, they put all the doctors together. So you've got three doctors. I know my doctors is three. There's oh, you mean they're right. building a big one, aren't they? Here on Garstang Road, you mean the massive surgeries? Yes. Things? So yeah. they put them together now, yeah. threes, mm-hmm. and from that they have link workers, and the link workers, yeah. like, they're the one that send people out to to, mm. to people like ah, me. Right. Okay. But again, no funding. No funding. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, can you do this for me? But there's no money for it. Free. Yeah, you know. what are the chances then of you? Do you think securing more funding from like the lotteries? Do well, you think you could get more this time if you've well, kind of evidenced what you're doing? Well, this is what this is um, this is the kind of avenue we're, we're we're kind of like looking down now, rather than just we just needed some money to get started. Mm. Now we're up and running and we're quite established. Maybe we're going to go for like a three year a three year plan, if you will, mm-hmm. and hopefully within three years we could be self sufficient by then. Mm. Right. I.e. that the people funding, yeah. you know, if we mm. can take that round different businesses, mm. we should be all right. But it gives us. Have you ever had any help with sort of setting up your charity? From what, do you want to say where you're doing your degree? Is it at UCLan or? I did my degree at UCLan. Yeah, I'm doing my PGC at Bolton. Right. Okay. I was just thinking because I used to work at UCLan ages ago, and they had like um, some kind of like business incubator. I think it was called. Yeah, they still they still do. Yeah, I have I have a business advisor. From yeah, the, right. Okay. Yeah, they, they give if you get a degree, they give you a business advisor for two years. Right. Okay. So, but he just says you need to start charging people <laughs> to come <laughs> charging the, That's his idea. Jeez. Yeah. Or do you mean like biz, like businesses or no, no, said actual like, people coming yeah, through the door? You're going to charge people. Who are the guys like, come not, five times <laughs> and won't go in the door. Yeah. And now yeah. you want to charge them a charging, tenant. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Fuck me. I said these people come because they don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's like that's like a that different world kind of thing. advice. I know. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let them have fucking cake, innit? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, is there anybody that you know that can help you? Because um, my <laughs> wife has a little bit of experience with like writing funding bids and stuff like that. But do you know anybody who can help you with that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's, right. um, I, see, I'm well affiliated with the county council, right, okay. um, county all, all yeah. that. It's just... The thing is, you've got to have so many different things in place for yeah. it all to come together, mm. and hopefully, then they will accept it. Do you, mm. do you get what I mean? It's just such a pain in the backside <sighs> mm. of having to just to get through it all. Yeah, I know that once we got because once you put the bid in, then you're waiting six months for a decision. Mm. Yeah, so you can wait six months and they go, "No, I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah, and then what do you do? Yeah. Mm. So it's it's just such such a pain. People should be throwing money at, pe- yeah. at groups like mine. You know, you know the the way to go. You you touched upon the occupational health thing. Businesses do pay tons of money for for some really strange. <coughs> 
courses. Like training and stuff. send people on where you're playing with Lego and whatever oh, yeah, yeah. to find out what type of manager you Un- are. Unconscious the, bias the, training. The, <laughs> yeah. That's the fashionable one. These people. Yeah. And it's absolutely bonkers. And they, they could they could and should be focused on the on yeah. on the men's mental health side or the, the general mental health side. Yeah. Maybe if you could get like a, a men here branch Canary Wharf, <laughs> and then and then that could fund all the all the, yeah, the other yeah. stuff. What I'm saying is, I guess you you just need kind of one big hit with a big business, yeah, and then not focus all your energies there, but know that that would fund the what, not where it, it matters everywhere, but you know fund these smaller yeah. smaller groups where people can't afford to pay, or, yeah. or payment would be a, a complete barrier to them. Mm. Like you said, that fellow who came five times through your door. If he, <laughs> Came five five times and knew he had he had twenty quid in his wallet for the whole week. He's not, yeah. you know, he's he's I less likely that, yeah. to spend that on. Well, I, this is the thing. I do know that 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 is a way to go, and like obviously I've, we've, we've been talking about that uh, at, the, at some meetings and stuff. I'd be more than happy to do that, but I don't want to lose what we're about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to lose the men here was just started to help people. Yeah, and the people that have nothing, mm-hmm. the people that are from, like I touched before, I said I'm from a council estate, and these these people on council estates they don't have anything, do you know? And it, that's I don't want to lose that. That that's that's basically what I set it up for. Mm-hmm. But I do also know that sometimes you have to think outside the box to to be able to carry on what you're doing sort of yeah. thing yeah the important thing is being able to carry on yeah and, and if you have to do other things to make that happen it's got to be worth it surely necessary mm. evil well yeah, it's yeah. not even a necessary yeah, no, evil. If, if, you know you could be helping a big corporation yeah, yeah. and it, it yeah. pays well but that helps you like i said target the smaller groups mm-hmm. have other guys like yourself doing the same thing with volunteers or whatever yeah you know it's it's it's, it's building up um what am i looking for sustainability isn't it? sustainability like i said though that's that's the the end product isn't it it's like they said like i said in three years they want us to be self-sufficient and obviously in time that will pay for itself mm-hmm. because like you said these big corporate places they they need to be seen to be doing especially with mental health absolutely but just as long as they don't lose the fundamental reason of why yeah. this group was created mm-hmm. do you know so this group was actually created from um, a church. Mm-hmm. Oh, go on. We um, mm-hmm. as um, our our church, we actually have a men's group at church, which is unheard of. Churches mm. don't have fundamental men's group. They don't have them. Men don't meet up. Just men from mm. in churches. But we we did at our church. So like twenty of us took over Costa. Right. <laughs> at, um, do you know where the range is? Oh, yeah, yeah, the new yeah. one. Took yeah. over there. Nice. Bible bashers, as, 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 the locals, <laughs> as the locals call us. But, um, yeah, so we started doing a bit of work on, on a book. But that aside, after about two or three weeks, we started realising that um, we all had issues, really. Mm-hmm. And we'd only talk because we were blokes talking. Mm. And once one bloke turned around and said something, another one went, I'm a bit like that. <laughs> and then... Mm-hmm. After after a few weeks, it start you start realizing that it, it helped. It helped having a bit of a chat about stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I went home and I was talking to people about it, and he said like, 
you could possibly help people like that. So what I did, I, I googled, mm. like we all do, to see. Um, I use Bing, but. <laughs> I meant to say, what do you say? Other, other search engines are available. <laughs> no, thank you. But if Google wants to sponsor us, that's, that's no, 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 they can't. I'm oh, afraid. yeah, no. we're not. We're, yeah. We don't have sponsors. Or if you want to sponsor men here. Yeah. There you go. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I actually Googled and there wasn't a, there wasn't any. There's, a, there's just one. There's another one, men's mental health group. They're on a Tuesday, but they just do like um, a support group on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They're at the Harris Mm. But I'm I'm really good friends with them. Mm-hmm. Right, that's good. I get on really well with them. Do you know, sometimes I'll go to their group, <coughs> sometimes they'll come to my group. If I've got a meeting somewhere, I, I take the guys with me. Mm-hmm. Do you know, just so they know certain things. But um, apart from that, there was there was nothing. So I just thought I might as well. And that is basically how many was, was created, just to give someone just somewhere to come and chat. Do you know what I'm Yeah. <coughs> gone mad is, is there an avenue to to create like an online version there would be wouldn't you think there? there would be but like an online community let the bid later on but like i said a lot of these people that come don't even have a um they don't even have a smartphone right. do you know it's like right. so it's not it's not it's an extra barrier to yeah, entry it is, isn't, isn't it it, it is yeah. it is because if, if a lot of people if they drink they, mm. they lose the phones mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so they just get a cheap phone do you know after, after so. that mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. There is all these different aspects of some people when they come, you know that they've they've struggled to get there. Do you know? Mm. So I have a guy that um, my first ever my first ever person that I won't say a client, but my first ever person that come to see me, he come from Bamber Bridge, right? He seen me poster in Bamber Bridge, and he come, and um, I, I, I was straight with him. I said, do you know what? I couldn't have done what you've just done. I couldn't, because when my, when my depression was at its at its peak, I couldn't do what he did. I couldn't come all the way from Bamber Bridge to somewhere that I don't even know to go and talk to a guy that I don't even know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And that was April, and he, st- he still comes every week now. Wow. Mm. Do you know? And he's like, and I know that it makes a massive difference for him just to, just to come and have that chat. Is depression the main problem that you see, or is there other mental health conditions that you deal with regularly? Isolation. Mm. Isolation's massive. And that causes depression. It does, but a lot of people associate, they say it's, it's isolation, loneliness. Loneliness is huge. The loneliness causes anxiety, like social anxiety. It causes yeah. depression. Do you know, it's a lot of people with... Um, Mental illness. There's a lot of things going on all, all at the same time. Do you know? Right. So it's not just one thing. They might have depression and levels of anxiety and all brought on by all different stuff. Right. Do right. you know? But if I had to pinpoint anything, it'd be anxiety, depression, and loneliness. Loneliness is huge. It is ridiculous how mm-hmm. a grown man gets isolated. Do you know? And you you got you re, you you feel for them the fact that. Sometimes they don't want to be in the position they're in. They just don't have a, any idea how to get out of that position. Mm. And that's the thing. That's the hardest thing for them. I can imagine it's really difficult. Like if you've had it, like say, for example, you've had a stable family life and then all of a sudden that ends. I mean, the shock, yeah. the initial shock must be horrendous. A lot turn to drink, you see. Mm. Right. Because it just stops. It's numbing. Numbing the symptoms. It's self-medicating, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. 
I think that's the one of the, the frustrating things because I worked in I work in the NHS, right. um, and for me, I, you speak to a lot of people that have um, sort of like an alcohol issue or a drug issue, but also clearly like anxious and depressed. But we, we can't admit them to the service because we're not allowed to yeah. essentially. And if they came into the service and somebody else saw them and they were, you know, they were clearly under the influence, wouldn't be able to help them. But it becomes one of these kinds of chicken and egg things where is it because they depressed they drink or they depressed because they drink? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's no way of pulling that apart until they stop using or whatever. It's probably both. Well, that, yeah, I, I don't. I think it's kind of inter, intertwined. But then also the strain on kind of substance misuse services as well. Like I work in Blackpool and the service came and did a talk. I can't remember. I think it's called, no, it's gone. Horizons. That's what it's called or Horizon in Blackpool. And I think they came to talk to us in about, so their financial year starts in April. I think they came to talk to us in September and they said they'd run out of funding completely for detox. So they were having to wait again from September to April before the new budget, before they could put anybody else through detox. Oh, so that it's just like there's, there's such a massive demand for it. And then so we're saying to people in our service, can't offer you therapy now um, because you're using, so you've got to, put, heart, got to put them on to somebody else and they're not going to get anything there. And there's nothing. So my question was basically asking, would you see somebody who is clearly using basically i do i do see people yeah actually under the influence not at the time no but you can well, tell that they've oh, have been drinking they, or whatever. they've been like that the night before or yeah do you know I, I do actually see um we have people that are like um ex heroin addicts if you will mm. and you know that you, you, you're with them but you know when it's getting closer to payday because you see them less right mm. okay yeah and then you won't see them mm. And then one of the guys will say, I seen such and such body the other day and he's, mm. do you know, and it's like, and then you're back to square one then. Yeah. Because then they come back after a couple of weeks and then mm. we, we start all this, yeah. all this again. And it's like, some, sometimes you feel like, I won't say, I won't say useless, but sometimes it's like, you know, which way it's going to go and you just pray that mm. this time will be different. Well, I can only be there and then whatever will be, will be, do you know? And hopefully that at some point, a lot of people though, they, 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 it's like you say though, it's self-medication. Mm. I have someone that, I had someone come to my group and yeah, paranoid schizophrenia and the voices. So they'd use to get rid of the voices. Mm. What do you do with that? Do you know, you can understand why they do that. Yeah. And it's like chicken and egg. You don't know yeah. what's, whether it's because they've used in the past mm -hmm. or they were, that's why they started using, you you, you don't know. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different. Do you have like any kind of referral system? Do you, do you meet guys and you think, I, I can't do anything here and I have to, I don't know, can you escalate it up or do, do something? You do, I do. I have different, I have different people I can send to that I can signpost people to. Like I, I do have like um, different counsellors um, for all different things, mm -hmm. do you know? But I've never had two yet. Oh. I've never had two. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it is, it's strange to say, but most of them get what they need from, mm -hmm. just from that. I think to a, to a large extent, just having that opportunity to go somewhere where it's not as structured. Like in the NHS, what I do, it's very structured. You have your six to eight sessions, they're half an hour long, you've got to do this, there's homework. 
um, <laughs> it's CBT based and all the rest of it. It's it it's difficult for somebody who's got all this other stuff going on yeah. in their life to just come in and focus in on on therapy and what um, kind of asking them to do. Yeah. So yeah, I think having somewhere to go like your place or what you offer yeah. is really beneficial and just having that kind of space. I do feel though that um, because it's not NHS and it's mm. not, it's easy for people to switch off. Right. See, if you, if someone comes to you, like you said, on your course, you've got, you've got an eight week, mm-hmm. an eight week course, because it's NHS, people feel more ob- obliged to stick it to the end. Well, you'd be surprised. This is the thing. <laughs> you'd be and surprised. I, but the people, people drop out. Yeah, yeah. We have a massive, in, in Blackpool, it's, it's, it's a national outlier. Yeah. Granted, but I've worked in Warrington as well. But people drop out yeah. of it and don't see it through to the end. Do you think you're right, though? Because it's under the banner of the NHS, yeah. it gives it some sort of, like it's an kudos. extra level of authority. Yeah, yeah, kudos, that's the word, yeah. yeah. Mm. Some people probably think that the money will get stopped if they don't. Well, people do are under the impression. I'm sure I've seen plenty of people who've come and you know there probably is something a little bit wrong with them, but they're coming to have that label, unfortunately, as well. I get what, yeah. And being seen, because they get a letter from us saying you've been, we're not allowed to say, we're not allowed to diagnose people, but we're saying you you experience symptoms of depression and anxiety and they can show that to somebody and they just want to stay in the system. But that's like... You know, very rare. Yeah, but that's the difference, though. People that actually come to my group are only there because. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? Because yeah. that takes that away, doesn't it? There's not yeah. that kind of. Yeah. It's like the old cliche where you turn around and say, at school, people are forced to go to school, but it's easier to teach at a university because they're there because they want to be, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Teaching mm-hmm. at school is hard because you're forcing them to learn. Mm-hmm. At uni. You, you're there because you want to be there. Yeah. And that, that's You've made a difference. choice, haven't yeah. you, hopefully, to go that's and do it, yeah. But I do feel like if I was under the umbrella of the NHS or something, I'd, more people would feel more obliged to come, if you will. Right. But I do know what you're saying, that people do look for a label, mm, but they're not going to get that from me. No. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, no, I just think it's a really good thing that, that, that if there was something like that in... Well, there is kind of things like that in Blackpool... Um, but n- not to sort of the extent that it sounds like that you do and that kind of structure and that regularity around it. Yeah, I think it's, it's, that's just different avenues that to go down at a later mm. date, you see. Obviously, I have um, I do have affiliations with the NHS, mm-hmm. um, that, but that's through link workers and, mm. um, believe it or not, someone who does um, self-harm, you mm-hmm. know, it caters to people who mm-hmm. self-harm, yeah. so they refer to me, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd, the um, the plan, if I was under the umbrella, the, I think it'd be a lot more mm. self. It, sorry, come on. No, I was just going to say. But the other thing is, is the we as a service, there'd be I know we would be happy to refer to you, That'd be but fine. E- even happier to um, not pay you. That's the thing. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's no, it doesn't. Sort of, that's that's that's, the thing. that's not. I am well. I'm well aware of what funding is and what, mm. what funding isn't. Do you know, mm. and I know the NHS are probably, but my group's going to run relentless. Mm. Whether I get funding or not, they're going to yeah. run anyway. So I don't mind on, on a Wednesday, I don't care if I had 30 people, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. because the more people that come, the more they all help each other. Yeah. It's mad how much one person will help another person just by opening up. 
Mm-hmm. And like I said before, someone will come in and go, I ain't saying nothing. Mm. They will. Because mm. you, you, there will be someone that relates to what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Do you find there's a natural limit to the size of group? Like, no. you know, is there a, can you ever have too many? I haven't had too many yet, but I can, yeah, I, I believe there would be too many. I, I'd say 15 would be way too many. Yeah, because it, you've and you need got, to break it up then into different... Got, you've not got the intimacy. Mm-hmm. The intimacy is, is, is a massive thing. We're, we're like just guys around a, around a table sort of thing, and we just... The, the thing is, it's simplicity in itself. If you sit down and I break down and I tell you what we do on a Wednesday, you go, well, that's just simple. Mm. It is. It's, the, it's simplicity in itself, but the impact is huge. Yeah, because if that's something that's missing in your life... It is, it and is. Some, like I said, sometimes people just want someone to talk to, and if you you're isolated, and you actually get out and you do something, do you know people feel like they've achieved something that day? They actually feel like, wow, man, I've achieved something. Just well, it's a big thing, though, isn't it? Like you said, when you got that, you're fighting against that kind of stigma of not wanting to express how you feel and hiding behind it and all that. <coughs> then, yeah. As soon as, it especially is. when people know it's confidential, do you know mm. whatever whatever is in that room stays in that room that takes a massive weight off someone's mm. shoulders because yeah. you feel that wow i can say what i want mm-hmm. do you know what i can maybe divulge with this thing that i've been carrying around for the past 20 years mm-hmm. do you know and yeah you do hear some some stuff yeah mm-hmm. like how harrowing so stories do, yeah. and some yeah and you know like i said some people's stories are pretty they're pretty. Some of us have been quite emotional listening to people, mm-hmm. and like other people, they to us feel like it's absolutely nothing. But to them, I what I say is, say like you've been through life and your life's been okay and you've never lost anyone, but then you lose someone. That is absolutely traumatic to you because you don't know how to deal with it. But then you've got someone who's lost a person every year for the past ten years. They deal with it different. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that, that, that you, I would say it's something you're used to, but you don't get used to it, but it develop coping yeah. strategies. Right? Of course you do, yeah. And that's that's the difference. Some people deal with things differently, and a mm-hmm. lot of it is cultural or just the way you've been brought up or whatever. Do you have a lot of cultural differences in your groups, people from different communities, and how's, yeah, how's that interact? Uh, we not not as many. Not as many. I suppose most, the more, the more differences we get is people's um, ailments. I think that's the more cultural difference we get. Um, the fact that people are in the same place, but for completely different reasons. Do you right. get what I mean? Like, like I said, some people have, have just come out of prison. So, and then you've got people that are there because they drink, or you've got people that are there who just come off drugs, or you've got people that are there, and all these bottled up with someone that just needs to get out of the house. Right. Do you get what I mean? So you've got all these mm-hmm. differences, all but all striving for the same thing that they just want to to get something off the chest. They just want someone to talk to. Mm. And do you get people with like different socioeconomic backgrounds as well? Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, you meet people like they'll just come on the dinner hour, you know, from work, and they'll just nip in. Yeah, do you know because they just need it. But I'd be honest with you, I've actually had people come to my group that I've got absolutely everything. Mm. I actually think, wow, man, you you've got the life, and they're obviously there for a reason, aren't they? 
it's like the celebrities we, we talked about at the beginning, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and you look at, you know, like what's happened to Caroline Flack and you think, well, she had everything going for her. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you, you can't tell what's underneath the surface, can well, you? That one, that actually knocked me for six, that one. I, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, bothered, it actually bothered me, that one, the mm. fact that it's just the world, it seems to be the world that we're living in that how bad must it be? To, mm. to, to, to that that's that's your only do you know and it's heartbreaking isn't it to think that that it's got that bad that that is your only option mm. and that's pretty and it's never the the right option is it it never the right option but mental health again isn't it it's, mm-hmm. if you feel that is the your only option it's that kind of feeling of being a burden as well isn't it to other people Quite often, something I hear feels burden. I'm sure that's more of a masculine thing, is it? No, not necessarily. No, no I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that people but, say I feel mm. like a burden. Mm-hmm. I feel like a burden on my kids. I feel like a burden on people. Say I feel like a burden on my kids. Do you know yeah. that? Do you know I, I drink when I don't see my kids? Mm. So then, my I feel like I'm a burden. It's it's crazy. It's, it's kind of hard just to talk through things with, with people. The the fact that a guy come to my group. He says he had a massive list. I said, "What's that?" He said, "A list of everything that everything that's wrong with me." Oh right. my god! <laughs> and I said, "Why would you think that?" He said, "Because this is what people say about me." Mm. And then um, halfway through, well, honestly, it was heartbreaking. Halfway through, I said to him, "Stop!" And I said, "What?" I said, "Where's your list of everything that you're good at?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "But I'm not." And then I I rounded off a list of twenty things that he is really good at. John, a couple of other lads, like chipped in with other things that they 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 thought he was good at. Do you know? And he basically said, if I get all these things right that people say about me, my life's going to be great. Mm. And I said, but you don't know that. Mm, said, that's the thing. Understand? This is probably the, the problem is with them and not with you. Do you know? And it's mm. it's just these little things. And do you know, just from that conversation, he he's the one that does open mic. He's just gone mm. lifted. Yeah, because he's kind of like sat back and thought, do you know, I am all right. Do you know, I am, I have got things going for me sort of thing. And Where do you think that stems or stems from? Is it a lack, like a lack of self-esteem or a lack of confidence or something? Where it, uh, It's mm. continual beat down. Beat down. Well, it's that. I think the other thing as well is, is that he's kind of evidence that the more depressed that you get, you have like a negative attention bias. So you start to focus in on more things that are negative rather than a positive thing. So it's the classic, the yeah. pint glass is half empty or half full. <laughs> it is though. It's just, it, is. it comes down to that. And the more depressed you are, it turns into kind of a negative thinking. I don't spiral. even have a glass. Exactly. Even if I did have a glass, it'd probably have a chip in it. Yeah. And you just focus in on all the bad things. So, you know, if you had a, like an appraisal, and there was nine really good things, one kind of thing you wanted to change. It'd just be the one. Yep. Mm. Do you thing. like develop like? Do you give them like action plans or anything like that? So not homework. It's the wrong wrong word, but I do and I don't. Um, a lot of what they take away, or I give them to take away, is pretty much what I said before about just little tweaks. Mm. Just little tweaks. It sounds abs- when you talk about it, it sounds absolutely stupid, but it works. It's just these little tweaks that you need to change that just to break that routine of depression or anxiety or stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's what it is. Well, I was just going back to what you were saying um, about how we just focus on the bad. Do you know, you could be in a room of 500 people 
Mm -hmm. And they said, there's one guy that won the lottery. <laughs> it's not me. Mm. There's one guy that's in trouble. Oh, that'll be me. Mm -hmm. do, do you know what I mean? That's what you do. You would mm -hmm. never, ever think good about yourself. We're always more likely to think negative about ourselves than than positive. And that's you, the thing. I wonder if we're hardwired in that way to some degree. Because like when you look, think about like the news or social media, it's always it's generally bad stuff that gets traction and goes viral and people want to mm. pry into... You know, like this relationship Caroline Flack had with her yeah. ex and, you mm. know, the court case and all the rest of it. Bad, uh, what's the phrase? If if it bleeds, it leads. Mm. You know, we seem to be focused on negativity a lot of the time when... Yeah, I listened to this I listened to this uh, podcast and this guy said, um, if, if it said on the front of the paper that um, things were fantastic in New York this morning, no one would read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but five get stabbed in New York, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to... And that's the difference. That's the culture that we're living in. Do you know, we never have, there's never good news on the front of the paper. There's never, it's always halfway through. Do you know, mm. everyone only wants to to yeah. hear the bad news. And I don't know whether that's to make ourselves feel, subconsciously make ourselves feel that our life isn't it's, that bad. At least it's not that bad. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah, whether maybe. that's subconscious, it's, mm. do you know? That's, I that's think it's an element of that, definitely, on social media. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think so, especially when you sort of read people, sometimes people's statuses and things like that. Well, you know, that kind of looking at it and thinking, well, at least I'm not that bad or whatever. <laughs> but it is, it's true though, isn't yeah, it? Do, yeah. do you look at things and you think, mm, well, but, that, there's also the other aspect that it's not that good either. Exactly. It's not yeah. as good as they put on. Well, that's, yeah. Because you know, if you were like, having yeah. that much of a good time, you wouldn't have time to put it on Facebook. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah. you don't, though. If you're having a fantastic day, you don't go, I want to put this on Facebook, do you? You go, yeah. I'm having a good time. I'll do that later. Mm -hmm. Some of that's what they call virtue signaling, though, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. You know, And then you, you hate like it. Yeah. <laughs> hate like. <laughs> hate like. I've not heard that one before. No, that's like, a new one yeah, you've got to like, You hate it, but you've got to like it so you don't look like you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hate, hate like. like. You must have done that. No, <laughs> but I love it. I like the concept. No, we came, me and um, Ben came off social media, didn't we? We did, We're all yeah. off it. Are you, you off it as well now? To be on it for the, for the podcast, for the podcast, but we, yeah, we, I decided to come off it because I just thought, um, just spending too much time scrolling yeah. for no reason, yeah, and not it's always the same thing as well, though, isn't it? Do you know, it's mm. always, always the same thing now on, on Facebook, yeah. So I'll still stay on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction, though, that's your thing. The screen time sort of situation, we talked about that before, haven't we? But the random reward, the random reward schedule, and all the rest of it, but um. My my wife's come off it as well, and Good. she's she's had benefit from doing it. So Do you know, I think it's something's going to replace it though. Something always replaces different things, doesn't it? I mean, when I was maybe when yeah. I was younger, it was all MySpace, and and that mm. got changed. Yeah, MySpace. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, something's going to come to change it, isn't it? Do you know? Or maybe the change will be that it, people will stop using it. Because the other thing as well, that I was listening to another podcast. I think you've the sleep guy on Joe Rogan. Do you remember that's oh, yeah, ages amazing. ago? Yeah, yeah, British guy, yeah. But he was talking about, well, I thought, was it him or somebody else? Sam I Harris, think it might be somebody yeah. else, actually. Um, and he was talking about the correlation between social media and then the increasing prevalence in like teenagers with mental health issues. Yeah, Jonathan Haidt. Is that who it was? Yeah, he's done a lot of was research. It, I think it was that. you sent the thing, wasn't it? And uh, It's undeniable, basically, this like massive surge in sort of mental health issues and then the use of social yeah, media. If his re research is accurate, I mean, it's fucking frightening. 
Yeah. It's like what's happening, particularly to young of, girls, yeah. young yeah. females. And the reason he said that for girls, I suppose, it's different from kind of what you would deal with, but. It was kind of saying, wasn't it, that girls would tend to use a more psychological kind of bullying and boys would use physical threat as their bullying. Yeah. So social media is the perfect platform for girls yeah. to be Well, when I used to work at school, I used to see a lot of that, you see. Mm. And um, girls are absolutely vicious. When it comes, <laughs> like you said, guys will just have it out. Yeah. Do you know? But and it's forgotten the next day. They move on. Girls Maybe. find these new ways of just belittling other girls it's mm. honestly it's, it's absolutely frightening you have you, you've got like your platform which is snapchat which mm. things disappear straight away off snapchat right but then you, there's all there's another app now that you can put onto um really have they found the back door snap, so, it, so it doesn't snapchat. go away well what happens is then you can comment and no one knows who's commenting right okay so you can on, anonymous, you can anonymously yeah. comment on someone's picture. Mm. So if you put something on, and you could have twenty horrible texts, yeah. and no one even knows who, who's done it. That's a bit shit as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's it's that whole thing that, and you say worse things, don't you? As soon as it's anonymous, that's it. Well, you say what you want. Can't Gets you, rid really? of the kind of the. Um, I don't know what the... when you're having a face-to-face mm. conversation, there are there are immediate physical yeah. repercussions yeah. if you say the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm. Whereas if you're behind a screen and you're anonymous, no even knows mm. you, are. you can mm. say anything you want. Even you can if be you as horrible as you want. Even mm. if you don't mean that, mm. you can just be horrible just for the sake of mm-hmm. being horrible because no one knows who's... That's just the thing. I've never got this, the whole trolling thing. No. Trolling? I've just never understood why people take time to write nasty comments to people they don't know. And oh, get Gav. Is Gav still watching? Where's <laughs> Gav from the Lancashire Hot Pod? Why does people say it to them? It's not it? a troll. It's, not, it's a bit of a troll. It, it, well, he, he, he puts controversial things on social media oh, to right, try yeah. and... It's like fishing for yeah, a... Right. Yeah. For That's a different bite. though, isn't it? Stirrer. <laughs> That's different than... Social stirrer. It's different than, say, what Caroline Flack apparently got a, a sort of... Um, abused by on online when she was going through a sort of a trial and so people i knew she was going through a trial it was interesting i read the stories about it but i didn't take time to go to her instagram and call her a, you know or whatever you know you, you know go to prison forever what drives people to do that it's bizarre i just find it bizarre is it is it schadenfreude like pleasuring other people's pain Shameful joy yeah is that I what it feel, is i just feel that some people just don't have much but much else to do in their life <laughs> to know. but i just i just don't yeah. get the mindset of Taking the time to do it. I once seen a meme and it said, um, such a body wrote something and it said like um, 300 comments. And mm. underneath it says, wait, I'll get the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to sit and read through all the, the mm. kickoff through yeah. the 300 no comments, you know, because mm. people just do, don't they? Mm. It's just bizarre. I just, yeah. I just feel that Facebook is, it will go, eventually it will go, I don't, especially with all this, like media and stuff that's going on now something has to change doesn't it mm. well it's like it's like love island i mean isn't isn't it three suicides now that are two contestants yeah related to that show i mean mm. uh, jeremy kyle didn't that get taken off the air last year yeah, because was there a suicide related yeah. to that yeah and like the, the jeremy kyle show i mean it's basically bear baiting they call it don't they yeah, yeah it's 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 peering in at other people's fucking misery isn't mm. it yeah I don't voyeurism I don't like it. And the way that he, he kind of... I've never watched it. I've hated, I've always hated the way he's kind of gone about it and I've never been able to watch it. But that kind of way of 
he's kind of picking on people, isn't he? <laughs> but then it's all right because he get that psychiatrist out from the back and he goes, you know, at the end you get your therapy. And, Graham. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Graham. But the thing is, if, like you say, if, you've, if you're in mental health and you, the next time if you ever see like on, a, on, a, on, a, on an old, if you watch Jeremy Kyle, he's very clever with what he does. Mm. Because he manipulates every single situation. Yeah. Yeah. And what he'll do, he'll come out and he'll be friends with this person. Yeah. Then he'll be friends with the next person. But then if this guy's getting riled up, he'll sit on the sturge, which means in a, he's in a submissive position, which means the guy would be submissive. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. He's the aggressor kind of thing. Yeah, and he, right. everything is staged and everything's done mm. in a roundabout way that... Yeah. To, to, to make it how it is. Using you know? body language to send certain signals. Yeah, to, he's, mm. he, honestly, we, how he does it is, he's good at what he does. Do you know, and it is, it is burbating and it is wrong because they are just taking other people's misery. That's all they're doing and <laughs> yeah. making a show out of it. Would you yeah. call it exploitative? It's 100% exploitative, but... Do you know they don't get any money for going on that show either? I believe there were stories, wasn't there? The only thing I've sort of heard, they get put up in like a holiday inn and they have access to a minibar. Yeah. Whether that's true or it not. Is. That's what they, I know a few people have gone on. And what happens right. is they put you up at a, a hotel mm. and you get to order whatever you want. Right, okay. But then people that go on the second time know what, what they can get. So then they started taking... The family, family. <laughs> the nan and the uh, dog and everything. <laughs> like, do you not think there's an element of them going on for the 15 minutes of fame? I do, I do and I don't. I, I understand why people will go on. I have seen some people go on and they've been genuine. That's because they can't afford a DNA test or mm -hmm. stuff. Like I've seen the odd genuine person on there, do you know, that mm -hmm. you can tell they're genuine. A lot of it is, say if you're having an argument with your spouse, you go, I'll take your Jeremy Kyle then. And you go, well, go on then. <laughs> And it escalates and that's until it. you run out and of TV. No and then no one's, no one's, no one's backing down, are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then these people think they can, they can beat a lie detector test. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sharon stole that shit. Yeah. Oh. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> no. And they go, I didn't know. You know? <laughs> He's like, gosh, you didn't. <laughs> I know, but that's, yeah. Yeah, he's just setting up people to fail, though, as well. That's, that's all thing. it is. He's ruining people's lives, mm. do you know, and that's it. Some people, some things should be kept in-house, and you should turn around and go, that's going to ruin people's lives. Mm. Let's not have it on telly. Mm -hmm. Do you know, and that's the thing. Do you know, this isn't a new thing, though, because <laughs> if you went back to the Colosseum in Rome... Oh, we always have to go back to Rome. Always, don't we, every single Love episode. <laughs> Love you know, you know <laughs> feeding the Christians to lions, yeah, and the well. people are there, 80,000 of them cheering it on. Yeah. It's, it's nothing no, it's new. Pu it's public that, hangings and all the rest of it and floggings. It's obviously and, baked yeah. into our psychology, isn't it? Somewhere. Mm. Yeah. It's a weird thing, isn't it? We're a weird lot. What, what <laughs> <do> we, <laughs> watch other people suffer. But that's the point. People used to come out for it, didn't they, to watch people get hung and mm. everything. It's bizarre, isn't it? Think it's like EastEnders. There was, it's the same principle. People used to, that used to be the EastEnders, do you know what mm. you like? Yeah, and EastEnders is like the next iteration, isn't it? It's watching people's Is that misery. why it's so miserable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine. it is. Just before they pull the thing like that, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, we've done an hour and 35. Oh, right, okay. Should we wrap up? Yeah. And yeah. Then, um, William, can you t just tell us a bit more about men here, when it is? and um... Right, so our Monday groups are held at... Um, in Callan, 
um, on Fishwick. It is at the Onward Housing Centre. That is from half past 12 till half past two. That is the um, the eight-week programme. Um, Wednesdays is the Peel Egg Group. That's at the Plungington Community Centre. That's between about, that'll be 12, half 12 till half two, but it usually goes on a bit longer. <laughs> Can't shut people up sometimes. <laughs> and then um, the one-to-ones are at uh, the Methodist Church in town. And they're from one till three. So mm. you can get on my website anyway. It's www.menhere.co.uk. Um, you can just sign up there and we can sort it out from there. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have we'll have the links to all your websites and social media on the show notes if you yeah. scroll down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything left to say, but... Um, so praise Jabalon. Praise Jablon and praise Billy as well, because yeah. I think it's brilliant what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I wish you every success in the future. I hope it comes mm. well for you. Definitely. Thanks yeah. for coming in, yeah. enlightening us, talking to, talking to us about it all. It's been great. Yeah. It's been great to talk to you. And maybe we'll see you in three years' time when you've uh, secured <laughs> ongoing funding for <laughs> yeah. the lottery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, on that note then, thanks for listening to these droppers. We'll be back next week. Oh, we've got... Um, MC, we've got Baritone, haven't we, next oh, week? We do, yeah. MC Baritone. So, yeah. Baritone yes. Cool Shade. Yes. I'll put the listings up. (laughs) He's not coming on now. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Cheers. Conda forever.